Blue Wire. With the first pick in the 2009 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Matthew Stafford. Stafford, step it up. Going left side. Watch Calvin. Enzo got him. Oh, baby, that was a rocket. And it's picked off. Intercepted by Darius Slade. No one will catch him. Touchdown. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Michael Rothstein Show. I'm your host, as always, Michael Rothstein. And guess what? It's the schedule release special show of this podcast for 2020. It's brought to you, as always, by Bet Online. Go check them out. If you go and put the code BLUEWIRE in as a welcome code, you get a little bit of a bonus on your first deposit. So go check out betonline.ag. But yep, it is scheduled Thursday night slash by the time this is going up Friday morning. And we already knew who the Lions were going to play. But now we know the when and we know when their bye week is. And let's actually start there when it comes to this schedule. The Lions will once again for the second season in a row get an early bye. Their bye comes in week five, much like it did last season when the Lions got a bye early. And then the season kind of fell apart after that. However, when you look at the schedule this year, I think that it bodes better for Detroit than it did a season ago. When you looked at that schedule for 2019, I didn't know if you could find a win necessarily in those first five games. Just really didn't know if you could because it was really rough, man. Like they had Kansas City, they had they had to go to Philadelphia, and we know what they did. You know, they went 2-0-1, but... When I look at this schedule, I think it, it is, on the whole, manageable. The biggest quibble the Lions should have is that they're going to play four of their first six games on the road. That's not a great recipe for success. They're going to have to go to Green Bay early in the season. They're going to have to go to Arizona early in the season. But when you look at it otherwise, I don't think it's that bad. They avoid almost every cold weather situation except having to go to Chicago on December 6th. They really get to play a fairly reasonable middle-of-the-road schedule throughout the middle of the season when teams get beat up a lot. I think it's overall a schedule that can be very favorable for Detroit. Two things to note right away. There are no primetime games, so the only way the Lions are going to get in primetime this year is either if they're flexed into primetime, which means they're having a good season, or they have two flex games already built in with Tennessee on either December 19th or December 20th and Tampa Bay on either December 26th or 27th. So it's possible one of those games could, or both, could end up as night games and considering who they're playing which is Tennessee which is a playoff team last year and then Tampa Bay which now has Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski I could see one of those becoming night games on a Saturday night for whatever network ends up televising that game on a Saturday night I could absolutely see one of those two games 
falling into that time slot, so time slot, especially, especially the Tampa Bay Brady's. The Tampa Bay Brady's absolutely could end up pushing the Lions into a night game scenario, especially if the Bucks are in playoff contention. And to me, even though we're going to go game by game here in a little bit after we take a quick break, but I want to point out something with this game specifically. This game is either going to be December 26th or December 27th, so it's going to come right after Christmas. But as we all know, the Lions have put some sort of win now, be a playoff contender, play meaningful games in December, mantra, edict, on Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn for 2020. Well, it's entirely possible that the Lions could be in playoff contention entering Week 16 because don't forget there is an extra playoff spot this year in each conference and there's more opportunities for that to potentially happen. So what would it really look like? Imagine the drama. Imagine what it could really be from a TV spectacle as well if all of a sudden you have Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn needing to beat the guys that really helped get them to the jobs that they're in right now with their play on the field and Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski in order to keep their jobs in Detroit and get to the playoffs. To me, that's a heck of a scenario that could end up playing out. It would be one that I know I would end up talking a lot about. It would be one I'd end up writing a lot about. To me, it's something that when you look at the hypotheticals that could happen throughout this season, that's one that for me would be very, very intriguing to watch when you look at towards the end of the season in November, December games that could matter and that could end up deciding futures for people. There are so many different scenarios that can happen, obviously, between now and then, as we don't know how any of this is going to shake out. But just something to think about, just something to nibble on when you look at this 2020 schedule and how it was broken down. We'll be back right after this quick break for our sponsors, where we'll go game by game. And also then I'll give you some thoughts about what I think the Lions record might be this year. With currently no NBA, NHL, or Major League Baseball, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they are bringing Vegas to you. Are you missing the NFL? No problem. You already know what the schedule is now, but Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. It's all open 24 hours a day. It's all online. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. And guys, are you looking to last longer? Go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. 
Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. And now, back to our show. Okay, so now that we've covered some of the basics, and welcome back, let's jump in a little bit to the game by game. So the Lions open the season at home against Chicago on September 13th, and that's a 1 o'clock game. As we mentioned before, the Lions have no primetime contests, only one nationally televised game at this point, and that would be Thanksgiving against Houston. But we'll start with Chicago. To me, I think that's a winnable contest. You're going to be facing a, another middle-of-the-road NFL team at home. Nick Foles has a lot of experience, but if he ends up being the starting quarterback, he's never played with these Bears before. And this is a offseason where you don't have the spring to really start to get familiarity with guys. You haven't been able to you know, fly receivers in to work with together. It's been a lot of virtual learning. So it might take a few weeks for some offenses to get humming that haven't had the experience together like, say, the Lions offense has or Seattle's offense has or even the Rams offense has. And Chicago is one of those offenses, if it starts fulls, that could really struggle early on. Their defense is still fantastic, going to be a major problem. You have to hope for the Lions' sake that Hal Vitae and Taylor Decker are up, up for the task of being able to block Camille, Khalil Mack and friends. So you look at all of that, and it'll be a tough game, but I think the fact that the Bears' offense will not have necessarily the chemistry that the Lions' offense does. Now, if they start Mitchell Trubisky, that's another story altogether, but I think that for the Lions, you, you're okay if Mitchell Trubisky plays against you, even though he's had success against you in the past. I, I just think the Lions win that game. They have not done well in openers under Matt Patricia, but I think this time it's different. So I would, I'm going to give the I'm going to give the Lions a win here in Week One on September 13th against the Bears. Then they go to Green Bay in Week Two on September 20th. I don't see that one going as well. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers doesn't necessarily have the offensive receiving core that he may have had had the Packers done anything in the draft with receivers or really even in free agency, but he still has Devonte Adams. He still has Devin Funches. They clearly loaded up on the run game. They've got Aaron Jones, who's an incredibly talented running back defensively. This is still a group that gave the lions fits last season. Yes. The lions obviously led every moment were led or were tied in every moment of both games, except when the buzzer sounded in both of the games last year, but this is a different season. This is a new season. And I just, I don't know, something tells me Aaron Rodgers comes out and really is playing on fire this year after they drafted Jordan Love in the first round. He's got something to prove, and that happens early on against the Lions. So that's a loss to me for Detroit. Then the Lions stay on the road a week later, and this is where it gets a little bit tricky because they go to Arizona on September 27th. It's... Two flights in seven days. It's a longer flight, but it's a flight the Lions are used to because they were in Arizona last year. They've been in Arizona. I can't even count how many times in the what will now be eight seasons of me covering the Lions. I'm excited because I'll get to do some more hiking, and it's way early. It's not super early, but it's early enough that it's still going to be really nice out. Uh, so, yeah, it should be an interesting game as far as the game itself goes. 
Kyler Murray having another year under his belt. He now has DeAndre Hopkins as well. They still have Kenyon Drake. It's it's a formidable offense. The defense still has Patrick Peterson, still has Chandler Jones. So it's going to be a tough game, I think, for the Lions. They've never really played all that well in Arizona. You saw it last year as well when they were up pretty handily on Arizona in Kyler Murray's first game, and then they pulled off the pedal and ended up in a tie. So I look at it and I say, you know what? Another year in this offense, another year more comfortable. I I just have a really tough time seeing the Lions pulling this game out. I just think that the Cardinals are a bit more talented than the Lions they have a lot more speed than the Lions, and Cliff Kingsbury's offense is really difficult to prepare for. So, to me, that all leads up to a loss in the desert. Then the Lions get to come back home. That's the good news. Here's the not-so-good news. They come home to face the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and one of the better teams in football over the past decade. I just don't know how this is going to go well for Detroit. I think that the Lions are a pretty decent team this year. And yes, I realize that this now puts them at a one and three start going into the bye. That would be obviously very, very concerning. I think here's where the early bye, I think as long as they're competitive in all of these games, at least I think the early bye would keep Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn in their jobs uh, a little bit because the schedule as I'll mention, I think lightens up a lot after the bye. But, man, that game against the Saints, that could be huge if the Lions are 1-2 and two coming home or 0-3. Oh and three. and I mean, on the on the flip side of that, obviously, if they're 2-1 and one or 3-0, and oh, that game definitely becomes a proving ground game, much like the Chiefs game was a year ago. And it'll be interesting to see. I, I think they're going to struggle with the Saints. Drew Brees and Michael Thomas are so, so good together. Alvin Kamara is a pain in the butt out of the backfield. What could be a really fun matchup to watch in that game would be potentially Michael Thomas versus Jeff Okuda. I had one person, actually, if you remember, Doug Lays Marie's came on this podcast when Okuda was taken, and he said that he was kind of the defense's version of Michael Thomas at Ohio State. So that's, to me, very, very intriguing. I'm going to be looking forward to that matchup. I think it'll be a really good litmus test for Jeff Okuda. And just think about this. Early on in his career, it is possible, especially if they do assign him to number one receivers, Jeff Okuda in three of his first four games could have to face Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas. That's that's a tall task for any cornerback in the league, let alone a rookie. So it would not shock me if Desmond Trufant maybe ends up on a number one here or if they just play sides versus maybe having guys travel early on in the year. But the Saints offense continues to be potent. Their defense has been getting better. I just don't know if this is a game that the Lions win. So I think they're more competitive than you would think, but I would also chalk this game up to a loss. So that drops the Lions to 1-3 and right now in our game-by-game. And now they go into the bye. So after the bye, October 18th, they go to Jacksonville. A little bit of a respite. The Jags could very well be the worst team in the NFL this year. They've got some talent. They've got Leonard Fournette. Obviously, Gardner Minshew right now looks like he might be their quarterback. But I don't know. I think this is a game that the Lions are going to be more talented 
They're going to be angry if they, especially if the schedule plays out how I think it could, where they've lost three in a row. They're going to be rested coming off of a bye, and they're going to have something to prove because they've been down this road before of seasons being lost before they're won. And to me, I think that this is actually the start of a really good stretch for Detroit. But I just think they're the Lions match up well with Jacksonville, and this should be a game that, frankly, they – Maybe run away with. Think like that Miami game in 2018 where they just really put the hammer down. And it would not shock me if this game ends up being a blowout. So after they go to Jacksonville, now it's possible they stay down there, but I would think they would come home for a week because the next week they go to Atlanta. And that should be an interesting game. This is a toss-up game to me. Obviously, Atlanta's offense, really potent. They have Matt Ryan. They've got... Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, their defense is still talented. But I think the Lions actually are a better constructed team. I think their defense is better than Atlanta's defense. I think they can match Atlanta's offensive weaponry because Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback. This is a homecoming of sorts game for him. He hasn't played in Atlanta. I don't even know if he's played in Atlanta in his career because I've never been to Atlanta for a game because the last time they were supposed to be there, this game was played in London. So it's been a long time since Matthew Stafford has played a game in Atlanta. I just, I don't know. I think this game could be one of those, hey, this game establishes the Lions offense as one of the top six or seven offenses in the NFL. I think it's a shootout, but that the Lions end up winning this game close. I'm not going to obviously give a score, but... Based off of roster construction, I really think that this is a game that the Lions can and will win. Then the Lions get to go home. All of a sudden, what was 1-3 in desperation is now 3-3 and probably right in the thick of the playoff hunt. And then they play Indianapolis at home. Indianapolis is a fine team, but to me, I think this is a game the Lions should win. Yes, Phillip Rivers is their starting quarterback, but the Lions played Phillip Rivers last year. And they really, I thought, did an okay job on him. Obviously, they needed Darius Slay to pick him off at the end and Keenan Allen at a field day, but Phillip Rivers doesn't have Keenan Allen. He does have T.Y. Hilton. So I look at all that and I say, you know what? Coming home, you've won two in a row. You've got some confidence. The fans will be loud. The fans will be rowdy. It's November. This is a game you have to win. This is a game you should absolutely win if you want to be considered a team that plays meaningful football late in the year. I think the Lions do that. They win. They get to 4-3, and three, over 500, putting themselves in decent shape. But, as always, there is a game that looms on the schedule that, to me, is a loss almost every year, and that is at Minnesota. Now, yeah, the Lions have had success there, but it's really tough to pick the Lions when they go to Minnesota. It's just such a physical game. We've seen it year after year. They're heading to Minnesota on November 8th, and I just think that that ends up being a loss. I like what the Vikings did in the draft. I like what they've done in free agency. Yes, they won't have Everson Griffin anymore, but they'll still have Daniil Hunter. They'll still have Harrison Smith. They've they've I would argue maybe upgraded their corners considering Xavier Rhodes wasn't exactly playing all that well last year. They still have a very talented linebacking core. Yeah, they don't have Stephon Diggs, but Adam Thielen's still there. Dalvin Cooks is still still there. Kirk Cousins is still there. They added Justin Jefferson from LSU. So it's still a real Kyle Rudolph still there. It's a very potent offense that to me, I just don't know if the Lions have the defensive weapons. 
to really handle that at this point. Plus, a guy like Justin Jefferson, frankly, should by that point in the season have gotten enough run that he's really comfortable in this offense. I think this Vikings team is going to be a very dangerous team this year. I think they could end up being a low-key Super Bowl contender out of the NFC this year. And it's just a tough place for the Lions to win. So that's a loss. But the good news for the Lions is then they come home the next week and they face Washington on November 15th. And yes, the Lions lost at Washington last year, but that was with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. That was down a whole bunch of guys, and they still almost won. Sure, you can argue that they could have easily been blown out as well if Dwayne Haskins had been even mildly accurate on some of his throws. But as of now, it looks like Haskins is going to be the quarterback in Washington again this year. Maybe he makes that leap from season one to season two. I think he's going to be a potentially good player still, but... This is a game that, at home, the Lions should win and win pretty easily, pretty handily. It'll be exciting to see Chase Young and kind of see what he has turned into midway through that rookie year. I'm sure there'll be a lot of Chase Young, Jeffrey Okuda, Dwayne Haskins stories that week. All those guys played on the Rose Bowl winning team together for the Buckeyes back in the 2018 season. Deshaun Cornell, provided he makes the Lions, would also have been on that team. So... There'll be a lot of Ohio State-based stories, I would imagine, that week, November 15th, especially because it's somewhat close to the game, the Michigan-Ohio State game, just a couple of weeks before. But, yeah, I think that right now, if you look at the rosters, the way they're constructed, the Lions have the better roster and should, even with some injuries, unless that injury is to Matthew Stafford, have the better roster even in November. So after that game at against Washington, they go to Carolina. And... I don't know. That was another toss-up game to me. And, and to me, really, there are three true toss-up games, maybe four on this schedule. And uh, so so far, I gave the Lions a loss in one of them at Arizona. I gave them a win in another one at Atlanta. This is the third one to me at Carolina, and I'm going to give them a win here. I don't really have a great basis of that, except for the fact that I think Carolina is a team in transition, first-year head coach, and I think that those first-year head coaches are going to be playing catch-up almost the entire season just because they're not going to have the spring. Who knows what training camp is going to look like? I think that's going to put them in not necessarily the best places throughout the year. I like Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback, but we'll see what he can do throughout a full year as a starter, not totally 100% sold there. And sure, he's got Christian McCaffrey and they've got DJ Moore. So they've got a nice set of offensive options, but this should be a game even on the road that the Lions can win. And I think that the Lions offense by this point in the year will have shown to be one of the better ones in the NFL. And I think the defense will be good enough to at least contain Teddy Bridgewater and DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey might be a high scoring game, but I think it's a game that the lions win at the end of the day. Then it's a short week because it's Thanksgiving week, November 26th, that Thanksgiving opponent, the Houston Texans. And absolutely there will be some calls made to Justin for set that week. I'm almost sure of it because he was obviously the, Big storyline. The last time the Texans and the Lions played on Thanksgiving. And frankly, this is a game that the Lions should win. They've generally been pretty good on Thanksgiving over the last few years. 
Although, to be fair, they have lost actually three in a row on Thanksgiving. Almost all of the games close. They lost to the Vikings in 2017, and they lost to the Bears in 2018. They lost to the Bears again last year. All division rivals. This year, not a division rival, obviously. Not even an NFC rival. So, I think that this is a game that bodes really well for the Lions. Houston's team, obviously Deshaun Watson, great player, fantastic player. Don't necessarily love his receiving options at the moment because DeAndre Hopkins no longer there. We'll see what the Texans get out of David Johnson. If he's healthy and he's back to his old self, that could be really dynamic. But the Lions have had success against David Johnson in the past. He's also been injured a lot when they've played him when he was with Arizona. So, I don't know. I just get the sense that this Lions team should be able to win this game on Thanksgiving. Uh, Again, they're going to be in the playoff hunt at this point. They're going to realize how big of a game this is. And they've lost three in a row on Thanksgiving, so I can't see it being four in a row. I know that's not the easiest logic, but just think this team's a little bit better constructed. And who knows, frankly, what the Texans are going to look like by Thanksgiving anyway. So we'll see. But I give the Lions a win there. So now at the end of November, I have the Lions at kind of surprisingly seven and four. That would definitely be in the mandate of needing to play meaningful games in December because they would be in pretty good shape. But what will that mean for December? I don't know. I think their December schedule might be the toughest month of the year for them. They start at Chicago on December 6th, playing in Chicago, always a little bit tricky for the Lions, especially in colder weather. That Soldier Field turf is not forgiving at all. I just, I think by then, Nick Foles is going to have much more command of the offense. They're going to be able to run the ball pretty well. So should the Lions, but I like that Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery combination a bit. I think the Lions have a good rushing combination as well. Still not sold on the middle of the Lions defense, specifically at defensive tackle. I think that's going to be a problem for them all year long as the rosters are constructed right now, which could lead to major issues in December, especially against teams that are able to run the ball and you're outside. And that, to me, looks like a loss to the Bears in Chicago. They come back to Detroit the next week. They play the Packers on December 13th and... As they've usually done over the last few years, they end up splitting with the Packers this season. There's no real rhyme or reason to it other than that seems like it could be likely to happen. It's generally what occurs, and Aaron Rodgers will typically probably play pretty well, but I think the lack of really high-end receivers at that point, we'll see if Devin Funches is still healthy at this point of the year, to me will be the difference there. I think Jeff Okuda will also have a lot more experience. He'll have some tape to work with and some experience facing Devontae Adams at that point. That, to me, could be the two toss-ups there. As I said, there's like four or five toss-ups. This is another toss-up game to me, and I give the Lions this game in a toss-up scenario. So that gets them to 8-5. and five. Then we enter these two flex weekends out of the final three weeks of the year. So either December 19th or December 20th, they're going to play at Tennessee – And I just don't like this matchup for the Lions at all. Sure, we'll see what Ryan Tannehill looks like not in a contract year. You know, the guys are 
played well in contract years and then fallen off for the history of the NFL. But I think the way the Titans are constructed, particularly where they want to run the ball with Derrick Henry, I still, as we were talking about against the Bears, I think the middle of that defensive line is going to be a problem. And that could be a major, major issue for the Lions facing Derrick Henry. Plus, they've got one of the best left tackles in the game in Taylor Lewan. That's going to be a problem for Trey Flowers. I just think that the Titans can win on both sides of the line of scrimmage, both with their defensive line and their offensive line, and that's going to be a major A point of contention for Matt Patricia, but also just too much of an issue for Detroit on the whole. So this is a game I see them losing. And then they come home. And as we talked about at the top of the podcast, this is the game that I think is the most intriguing on their schedule all season. If for no other reason than when it is as much as the opponent, December 26th or December 27th, they will play Tampa Bay at home. Tom Brady gets another game in Michigan, which frankly, a year ago or two, what was it? Two years ago, a year ago, two years ago, two years ago, the last regular season game, a year ago, the last preseason game when when he was with the Patriots, a lot of people wrote Tom Brady's kind of last appearance. Well, he's back again, and who knows if this will be his last appearance in Ford Field or not. But I think that this is a, a bad matchup for the Lions. Even without Tom Brady, even if they had James Winston as their quarterback still, they wouldn't necessarily have Rob Gronkowski then. But you just look at the offense that the Buccaneers have. This could be the best offense in football or a top three offense. Tom Brady has amazing receiving options. Yes, he has Gronk at tight end, and we don't know what how much Gronk is going to have left, but they also have O.J. Howard, who, for what I don't know why he wasn't used a lot last year. That's still baffling to me, but he's, a to me, a top 10 to top 15 tight end when he's used properly. Their receiving options with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are just completely filthy, and I, I mean, I don't know how the Lions will really approach that when it's coming to dealing with the two of them. That's just going to be a really, really tough matchup, I think. They don't have the most exciting running backs, but Ronald Jones has a lot of potential. Their offensive line is good enough. And then you look at their defense, and listen, it's a pretty decent defense. Devin White is a very intriguing player. I know he didn't play that well as a rookie, but I think he's got some real potential there. Levante David's one of the best in the game. And... Their defense, the interior of their defensive line, and Dominican Sue is going to be coming back to Detroit again. It seems like that's almost a yearly occurrence now. They have Vita Vey, and he's really, really tough to move in the middle. I just look at this, and I just think it's a really tricky, tricky opponent for the Lions. I think that they have, again, one of the more dynamic offenses they're going to face all year. It's going to be tough to get pressure on Tom Brady. Even though Matt Patricia's done it in the past, this is a different offensive system and offensive scheme. And to me, I just I think it's a close game, but I give the advantage to Tampa Bay here, and I give Tampa Bay the win over the Lions. And that sends us to the season finale, which the Lions would be 8-7 and seven at this point. Who knows whether that would mean being in a playoff hunt, not in the playoff hunt, Totally unknown at this point with the extra playoff berth, but they play the Vikings at home. And as we talked about, I think the Vikings are the best team in the division. I think they might be one of the best teams in the NFC. I think they're going to be very, very difficult. And I could see this game actually being 
a game flexed to an 8.30 p.m. Sunday night football game if there is a playoff berth on the line for the Lions and maybe a division title and seeding on the line for the Vikings. And I just don't see it going the Lions' way. I know that's probably not what you want to hear, but it's just true. I think the Vikings have too many weapons. I think they have too many options. They're well-coached, and it's going to be, I think, a very, very frustrating game whenever they play the Vikings this year. But it'll be really interesting to see because, to me, if you're sitting there at 8-8, eight and eight, and I realize that, yes, I've picked 8-8 eight and eight again, but it, if you're sitting there at 8-8, eight and eight, I don't know what happens as far as the future for, for Matt Patricia, for Bob Quinn. There's so much, obviously, that can happen in a season, but it's a tough, to me, a really, really difficult game against the Vikings, and... I think it would be close. I think it's a game the Lions could win. Again, like I was saying, there are a handful of so toss-up games on this schedule this year, and this would be a toss-up game that I think that they would lose at the end of the season. So what does this all mean for the schedule? Well, I think it's a fair schedule for them. I really do. I think the middle of the schedule breaks down well for them. I think they can, as long as they can go 1-3 and three or 2-2 two and two in those first four games – and do what they need to do as far as the middle of the schedule, they can put themselves in a situation where anything other than an utter collapse would put them in a position for a playoff berth, as I kind of broke down for you that scenario. If I'm the Lions, I'm not thrilled with the very early bye week because that's a lot of games in a row at the end of the year. I'm okay with the lack of primetime games. I remember, I think it was Glover Quinn or... Another player I remember talking to a few years back who basically said, yeah, if they they got us at 1 o'clock every day, every week, that's fine because, A, they're not thinking a lot about us, but, B, it also gives consistency. You're not having to change your schedule much. You can literally have the same schedule every week, feel very consistent about it, and get into a rhythm, which if you're winning games, that is huge. And that's something to me that I think could be a benefit for the Lions. I think something else that could benefit the Lions early, which is maybe why they could be better than one and three in that first quarter of the season, is that they do have a lot of experience coming back. A lot of the free agents they brought in do have experience with Matt Patricia, with the scheme, and all of that should help Detroit. What does it all mean? Who knows? This is all just predictions and speculation and an attempt at entertainment, even though I'm sure 8-8 eight and eight is not all that much entertainment for you, as we wait for, hopefully, actual football to begin with training camp here in July or August, whenever that gets actually started. But the schedule is out. You can go book your hotels. You can go look at con- – well, I don't even know how many concerts are scheduled at this point, but you can start making plans in hopes, at least, that this schedule ends up – being what ends up happening towards the end of the year. I think we all hope that at this point because it will be another return to some level of normalcy. And yeah, thank you for listening to the show. As always, want to thank the sponsors of this show, Regents Field, Blue Wire, and Bet Online. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mike Rothstein, on Facebook at Michael Rothstein Journalist. If you've liked what you heard today, record or not, consider dropping us a five-star review. Definitely download and subscribe. All of that helps us get better guests here down the road. And one last thing, I know I've mentioned it on a lot of shows in the past, but if you have 
some money that you can spare and you want to help some frontline workers and some local restaurants in Washtenaw County, consider giving to A2 Neighbors. That's a2neighbors.givingfuel.com backslash COVID-19. And what they're doing is really just trying to help local restaurants in the community and our frontline workers. And with that, we will talk with you again on Monday.